Welcome back, Missio family, and happy birthday to Missio. Today, you'll hear stories from the members of Missio. Each story brings something different, but they all point to the Father. If you have any questions about Missio, you'd like to join the Missio community, or you have any prayer requests, please contact us at missio.life. All right. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. Uh, so I don't know if you've noticed, but there's some decorations, balloons, something special is going on today. We have a birthday party, and so it's going to be a little bit different type of service today. We're taking a break from Jonah. We'll be right back to it next Sunday. But today what we wanted to do is just pause and stop and give God glory for everything he's done in the last three years. And so I hope that's okay with you. It's going to be a slightly different feel this morning. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share, to start out with just our story as a church. How did we get to where we are here on South 12th Street today? And then we're going to have some of you guys come up and share your stories of what God has been doing in your lives and how he has continued to just form us into his people. Psalm 9.1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. And see, the psalmist understood that it's good to praise God for his deeds and to have a grateful heart. And so today, that's what we have is grateful hearts. And so I'm going to just uh, begin by sharing again the, the beginnings of Missio. Before it was Missio, it was just the church plant. And some of you kind of remember this. Uh, we were up at Century Baptist. So my family moved to Bismarck in 2019, and we were looking or maybe I wouldn't say looking, we were exploring the possibility of planting a church. And Century Baptist was looking for some planters. And so we got together and we said, hey, maybe we should talk about this and maybe God's doing something here. And so my family and I moved to Bismarck in 2019, not 100% sure if we were going to plant because we had been in worship ministry and we're like, I don't know if we're cut out for this. I don't know if God's really calling us to it. And so we moved to Bismarck and partnered with Century Baptist, moved into the church house and uh, just started doing some ministry, helping out up at Century. And it didn't really, it wasn't like there was one moment that I could point to to say God really confirmed that we were supposed to plant. It was just kind of one of those things where over time, you know, it was like, okay, God, I'm getting a sense of this is where you're leading us. There have been other moments in my life where I can remember God specifically gave you kind of this clear moment of decision. Maybe you've had that before. This was not like that. This was like, okay, take a few steps. Take a few steps. I think we're supposed to plan a church. I think God's opening this door. And so we were just kind of getting excited into 2019. And then one day we woke up and my wife couldn't walk. She had a back injury. And, and we're like, okay, what's this? She's never had back problems in her life. And so that began a nine-month journey for us as a family of trying to get her help, get her doctoring and figure out what's going on. That led to a fusion surgery in early 2020. And so that really slowed us down as a family and as a, as a church, because we're like, man, we can't even start this, we, you know, trying to take care of my wife. And, um, and we're like, God, what are you doing? You invite us here to plant a church and we feel like we now finally have confirmation and then major back surgery. Well, she started to heal up, and things were, were looking pretty good, and then, I don't know if you remember, I think it was around March of 2020, something happened. Anybody recall a major event that happened around that time? Well, COVID hit, right? And, and so it changed everything. And so about the time we're pulling out of this health crisis, there's a new crisis, and it's everybody. And so COVID slowed things down and changed the world for us, really, and so uh, we, we began to question, like, God, what are you doing? Why now? Why the timing of all this? But we continued to push forward, and we started to meet with some people. And so um, we, we gathered a group of six families, and we began to meet in backyards, socially distant, of course, like more than six feet. And so we sat around the fire pit, or we'd do a Zoom call, and we began to just talk about what would it look like to plant a church to reach South Bismarck, and what would it look like if we just did it a little different than our previous church experiences? What if we just lived on mission together and were serious about making disciples? What would that look like? And so looking back now, I'm, I'm very grateful that God gave us that time 
because it really afforded us the opportunity to not be in a rush because you couldn't be and we couldn't gather on a Sunday morning. Everybody's trying to figure out how do we do the, the online worship service thing and we're like, let's just not do it. Let's just wait. And so we were able to start with that first missional community and discover what it looked like to live as a family of missionary servants together without you know, the Sunday service and having to put that on. And so it's funny how you, you have perspective looking back, isn't it? And so I'm very grateful that God gave us that time because many churches start with a Sunday gathering. Many church plants start with the worship service and then they build everything out around that. Well, we kind of did it the opposite way and I'm very grateful. So early on in those days, we were going out to Kiwanis Park and we took a couple of grills and we didn't know what we were doing. We just showed up with some food and we're like, hey, anybody hungry? You want to eat with us? And we fed some folks that were in the park, just random people, walked up to them, and we had some, uh, some homeless people who were living in the park come over. And, and I think what we learned through all of that was that people have a story. Everyone's got a story, and they want to share it, and they want to be heard, and they want to be valued. And so we sat across those picnic tables, you know, having burgers and just talking to people. And it's crazy because some of those uh, relationships that we made that first summer are still going on today, and we're still seeing God at work in those people's stories. And so we, um, we, we didn't have a worship service, like I said, but we were gathering up at Century Baptist. Some of you, raise your hand if you were with us in the connecting place. Who here was there? So yeah, a lot of you were there, about half maybe. And we were camping out in their third service. And so we'd do all of our midweek stuff and our outreach and our missional communities, but then we were gathering in their service. And we love Century, and I just want to say thank you, Century. I know Century's not here, but just publicly thank them for their generous heart to us and just always um, resourcing us and giving us opportunities and even that to invade their service. And so we hung out there for a while, but we joke it was like being in mom and dad's basement. Like, we love you, mom and dad, but at some point we need to get out on our own. And so we felt that tug and we said, okay, what, what are we going to do? How's this going to look? Where are we going to go? And we began discussions with the leadership at Century. And they, at the meantime, they were looking for a space for White Cross and they were looking for a space for the ministry center, developing idea that they had, and we needed space. So we said, what if there was a, a building? What if there was kind of a multi-use building in Bismarck that would house all of that? And we thought, no way, there's no space like that. And then all of a sudden, we found this building. And so our realtor showed it to us, and he said, it's actually not for sale, but you can rent it. And we looked at the price tag, and we're like, yeah, not going to happen. Way too expensive to rent. But we walked through the building, and we prayed, and I can still remember walking through here with Paul Nather and just visioning, like, hey, what if we put this over there, and what if we did that over here, and could you imagine what this would be like? And we continued to pray, many of you prayed, and... Century Baptist purchased the building. They put out, reached out to the owners, and the owners decided to sell. It wasn't even listed. They said, yeah, we'll sell you that building. Okay, let's figure it out. And so um, the cool thing about it, without getting into too much of the nuts and bolts, it came with a, um, a tenant. There's another uh, business in the back of this building that basically almost covers the whole mortgage payment every month. So God provided to be in this space with really very little cost to us or to Century, and just another way that God provided. I mean, I could never imagine being in a space like this without having to pay an arm and a leg. And so they, they began to put into process the buying of this building. Meanwhile, we're like, okay, well, we need somewhere to go. And so we found a space on Bowen Avenue called The Hub, and many of you are with us at The Hub. We love the hub. It was such a good idea to get out of mom and dad's basement and get our own apartment. And so we moved into the hub for a while, loved it. We've got some friends here that we, we met there. And God just continued to um, direct us as a church and we were waiting. I hate to even bring it up, but it's kind of embarrassing. But anybody remember we were going to be in here in September of uh, 2022? Is that right? So it only took us a little over a year <laughs> beyond that date. That's what happens when you make plans. God says, no, no, I'm going to do something else. And so we, uh, we had plans of being in here early. We didn't make it. 
because the city got involved and said, you need bathrooms, you need sprinklers, you need this, you need that. We just painted the place and thought we were going to move in. You know, my kids still give me a hard time. Dad, why do we have to paint all those walls? And we just tore them all down. I'm like, well, look at it now, son. Like, pretty great. So anyway, um, with the remodel came a huge price tag. And we didn't have a budget. When I say we, I'm talking of Century and Missy. Like, we didn't have money set aside to renovate this. And the price tag was about $700,000. But we had pictures and we had drawings and 3D renderings and it all looked beautiful. But at the end of that year, a check came in for $700,000. Somebody wrote a check to pay for all of it. And that person didn't even know how much this was going to cost. So again, God at work. We give God glory for his sovereignty and his provision. It's just an amazing story. And so that money came in and, and construction started and, and now you see the space, how beautiful it is now. And where's Brian Fuller at? Would you stand up for a minute? This guy is the general contractor who made all this happen. And Arlen, where are you at? Stand, if you can stand up with us. He's the flooring guy. And I don't know if Cole's here. Is Cole here today? Or Ryan Maxwell, why don't you stand? Stand up, Ryan. Come on. Let's just give these guys a hand. They are the contractors. And you guys did an amazing job on this, this space. This is so much better. When we first walked in and everything was tan and tile, I mean, it was nice, but this is way nicer. So thank you guys for your hard work, and we praise God for the funding and the time and the talent, and many of you volunteered as well, so thank you for that. And so we moved in here in, what, October of, of just this last year, and so God has been faithful to us. And... Man, I could go on, I could share story after story, but I thought what would be even better this morning is to bring some of you up, because you hear me talk all the time. And so um, I want to share this verse, and then I'm going to bring a few of you up here, and I'll just call your name, and we'll each just kind of give you the mic and, and share what you've got on your heart. So Psalm 115, 1 says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. And that's what we want to do is give God the glory for his love and his faithfulness. We're thrilled about the building stuff. And oh, I didn't even mention BHS. We had a season at Bismarck High School. And we did some baptisms there. And we did the preview services. I forgot to, to mention that. But all of those seasons, no matter where we've been, God has been faithful to us. And he's been good and he's provided. And so uh, I'm going to invite some of you to come on up here and share and just give God glory for what he has done. And the first person, people, Austin and Keita, where are you at? So Austin and Keita, share a little bit about what's on your heart. Awesome. Should be on. Okay, just got, oh, just playing Michael, got it. <laughs> All right, uh, there's a couple of things that, uh, I'm going to do the bullet point, and he's going to give the details here, but uh, some of the things that have, that have happened since we've joined Missio, um, there's two things that are, that I highlight in our hearts, that the, one is grace. I don't think we knew what grace was until we actually fully experienced it here, and so it was one of those things that our eyes were really open to what grace is experiencing it, and then knowing how to show it now. And number two is the, the family that we've gained here. Um, it, it, re it truly, really has become family. And no matter, like, what our trouble is, it's, it's no longer, uh, oh, I'm sorry you're dealing with that. It's, it's now, what do we do? What do it's, it's us. We're all together in it. And it, there's no value that you can put on that, that price of family that we've gained from Missio. So Austin's going to give a little bit more details on that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of give the Spark Notes version of our story quick, because if we go into detail, I'll get too emotional, and um, that'll be a mess up here. Um, so we kind of joined up with Missio on one of the first few um, Century Baptist um, you know, hey, if you're interested, uh, the, this church plant's kind of doing an informational gathering after the service. So we showed up there. Um, it was us two and maybe two or three other people. 
Um, so we felt like we kind of had a target on our back, right? So we walked in there, and Michael, background in sound, made a beeline straight for our table. And it was uh, one of the greatest things that could have happened um, for us in our spiritual journey. Um, that was at the start of 2021, I believe. Um, and so we joined up with Missio, and we, um, we, we were growing, and, and um, at the end of 2021... Um, at, at the end of 2021, um, some, some issues in, in our past and our marriage um, kind of came to surface and, and uh, a dam broke. Um, so in uh, December of that year, um, well, there's no easy way to say it, but our marriage was on the ropes. Um, there was a very realistic possibility that it was going to be over for us. Um, and when we were going through that time, we reached out to Josh and we uh, reached out to, like you said, the, the, the family that we made with Missio and people in our MC and people um, that we just met, uh, you know, on Sundays and that we've been chatting with and um, just laid it out there with them. Um, and it's so hard to be that vulnerable. Um, but when we were at that point, um, and, and we, we opened up and kind of said, hey, this is all what's going on. This is where we're at. Um, we were met with absolute love and acceptance and support. Um, there was no, um, you know, we like to say at, at Missio, you don't have to wear your church face, right? You don't, you don't have to be a fake Christian, right, here. here. Um, and so what we, we opened up at, at the lowest part, and, and we were met with acceptance and open arms and support and um, it's not a stretch to say that if, if we weren't a part of Missio, um, our marriage wouldn't have made it through that, through that season. Um, but we did, and, and we've made it through, and, and I mean, we're, our marriage is stronger than ever now, and it's just, it's just all glory to God. Yeah, Missio was the people that he used, um, to facilitate that change, and, and everything happened, but, um, without Missio and, and without, um, God's guidance, um, our story would be much different than it is today. Um, so I, I don't mean to start out the, the sermon with a real heavy topic, but that's us. Good, good. So Thanks for sharing. We'll hand it back. Let's thank them for sharing. David and Jana Wistoff. And then Fuller's will be next after that. Hello. Am I on? We were part of the original Zoom and Backyards, and it was fun. Seriously, it was fun. Um, I just wanted to share, so me growing up, and now that I have kids, I've always held my family close. Like at Christmas, that's my family time. Easter, my family time. I don't want people invading my traditions and space. That's just how I was. I don't know if anybody else is like that. Um, but God, through Missio, has really taught me, like, the art of hospitality and opening your home, like, um, and just listening to people's stories. So at Christmas time, we had another family come, and we loved it. Um, David talked to somebody on Christmas Eve and was like, what are you doing tonight? Come on over. Like, old Jana would be like, are you kidding me? Like, we don't have enough food or whatever. Um, so God has really, really changed my heart with that, and it's just been fun that way. I'm probably missing something. We drove in separate cars, so I felt pretty safe on the way home, too. So that was, gave her a little time to process it. Um, no, but, but in all seriousness, that, that's really been a, been a shift for us, and it's been awesome. I'd say the other thing that we've learned through Missio, and, and Josh referenced it at the park, um, that people have a story, and we, it's, it, there's value in getting to hear that. And I think that's, that's really changed in my life where I, um, I feel like I'm, I've grown in asking questions. Um, people from my missional community tell me all the time I'm a great listener. I think they're being sarcastic, but that's an ongoing joke each week. But, but in all seriousness, that is um, to, to get to know people's stories. You know, we, um, at Easter, we had our neighbor, next door neighbors over. And um, 
they're talkers, but to get to hear their story and their experiences and kind of see where they're coming from um, has been, been great value to us. And so I think that's helped me just in my personal life, uh, but also in my job that I'm, I'm, a, I'm better at when I'm working with families and talking to them, asking them their story to kind of see where they're coming from. And so really been uh, seeing God work at us through, through the rhythms and, and story. So yeah. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you guys. Oh, well, I think um, the best thing about Missio is it's funny because I, and I don't know if Josh remembers this, but I was on staff actually at another church the first time I met you, and I didn't think anything of it, I guess. And, well, don't I mean, tell him <laughs> what you really thought of me. Oh, yes. You didn't, so, she didn't like me. Yeah, so he's a great musician. If you guys don't know it, he's an amazing singer, an amazing musician. And he asked, um, I was going to sing with him for a, with his band for like um, Steer. Steer. And, like, I went there and sang, and I'm like, that guy's a jerk. Like, I <laughs> and he wasn't probably, but I was like, man. So, yeah. But I thought he was a jerk, too, and I married him. So, yeah. Um, yeah. True story. True story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then um, we just started to get involved and kind of do some more worship stuff. And the worship is my heart. I love worship. I'm super passionate about it. And... I think the greatest thing that I learned by coming here is that worship um, comes from your heart and it's not a show and you don't have to like do all this stuff to worship the Lord. And I was just so used to having like a service order and a let's get together and talk about all this stuff and then we're going to get up there and do it. And I always sang with like, what's next? What's coming next? Um, Who's going to talk? Who's going to come up here? Who's going to? And the greatest example I can have is like Easter Sunday was like nothing. Like we just got up here and. Did, we just led and like for for me that's super freeing I noticed for Brian too is like just to lead and like I don't feel expectation from you guys like um, I just feel like we're here like he didn't Kita said it's a fa- we're just a family and so we're just coming here to hang out and I have I just haven't experienced that like my whole life I just have always felt a huge expectation on myself as a person and as a leader and even as a woman like I have to do everything just perfect. Um, and here, I mean, of course, we want to do good and we want to bring our best to the Lord, but that expectation was taken off. And it was like, you can just be up here and worship and, and it's awesome. And then um, just we have so many awesome musicians here, which is so fun because me and Brian don't have to be up here every Sunday. We can sit out there and worship. And that's huge for um, a worship leader just to be able to sit out and enjoy being led by other people who love the Lord as well. And then the other thing is, is my children. When your children who are teenagers want to come to church because they love to hear your pastor, that is huge. Um, we don't have to drag them. We don't have to, sometimes, sometimes they're a little tired, you know, but I just say, Josh is going to preach and then they come. No, okay. But um, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it is. It's just awesome that they want to sit out here and they learn too and they grow. And like, that is the biggest thing all parents know. Like, the biggest thing your, your kids to know the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like, that is the thing. There's nothing else that's greater than that. And so, and it's cool because I get to see all four of them sitting out there today, which is not usual. So, yeah, okay. So, um, so when, when I was in high school, I felt like this call to ministry. And so I thought it was like, and so I went and got a degree in youth and family ministry and music. And so I was, thought it was, it was uh, I thought ministry was like all about like being on staff at a church. But like God gave me these carpentry skills. And, um, and so I had like these warring passions or calls um i had this call in my heart but then i had this like physical um this physical call and stuff too of that because i can build things with my hands and i can see things and so years ago i like um i had this this change of heart where like um and like i i had been struggling and worrying um inside of myself because the on staff at church thing just was not in the cards for me. I I just knew that I was supposed to be a carpenter. 
And so at that point, I changed, you know, I, I changed my mindset that I was going to be, I was going to have a carpentry ministry. And, um, and it's been so refreshing to be a part of Missio because the whole point of Missio is to live on mission, to love Jesus first and then to live sent. That's our, that's our heart. That's our passion here at this church. And so it's, it's just amazing to be at a church that I finally like um, just fits like my heartbeat for my life. Um, I believe that, no offense to Josh, I, like, God doesn't need more pastors. He needs more people to answer their own personal call to ministry. And so whether you're a teacher, a principal, you work at a restaurant, or, um, you know, you're an accountant or whatever, like, we need to answer God's call that he has put on every one of our lives because, like, we can't touch, we, not, not everyone in Bismarck is going to walk through these doors just on their own. But like we can bring Jesus to them if we live sent um, as a body of Christ and stuff. And so like I am just so glad to be a part of Missio. And like I tell my kids like I don't care what you do like in life. I just want you to live like live with purpose and answer God's call and live sent. So yeah, thank you. Arlen. Maxwell's your up next. Grandpa Arlen? Uh, what a joy to be here this morning. If you don't understand what Missio is about, it's about heart. And having a heart for God and for other people who need Jesus, whether it's uh, people of peace, which uh, for me, coming to Missio, it's about unlearning and relearning. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. And so I've learned of, a, of, a, of what Jesus can do through an old guy, kind of the, one of the old guys. But my heart is to pray for this church and for its people and for Josh and for music and everything that goes on here. And yes, serve. And Cindy would say, and Cindy's my, uh, she's not an upfront person, and uh, just like your wife, okay, not an upfront okay. person, but that's okay. She would say this has been a place of healing for her heart. Um, Cindy's back serving the Lord with a, a fresh passion, and it's fun to see that, and it's a great joy. Um, we were at Century, and then we were at Bismarck High School, and then we were in the park, and uh, I never thought in my life I would ever cook 1,200 red hot dogs. <laughs> but, but you did. But I did, and I did it for the Lord. It was yeah. great. Uh, we, we, I've never, one guy came back, he got 10 of them. I wouldn't go like, these are that good? <laughs> Maybe I'm missing something here, but, but, but uh, we'll be serving today too. It's a great place. We have found Missio to be a place where we can serve God with unreserved. And so we, we laughed. Uh, we have some comments from the audience, Josh, that that board should be kinked again because this is a place of grace and you can be a little bit kinked and serve <laughs> Jesus. It's okay. <laughs> and so maybe one of these days another board is going to be kinked and you're going to go, what? Now, Jana, I'm sorry. I didn't agree with you last Sunday when somebody said, you know, it's, it's finally straight. No, we, we don't know what God's got yet to hold in store for us. We, we have just started to touch the heart of God with what he wants to do. And, uh, you know, if we want to put a vision out there for God's heart, there's the rest of that building to fill with people that need Jesus and know Jesus. And I'm praying hundreds, hey, not dozens, not a couple, but hundreds will come to know Christ through Missio and its ministries. And so um, my grandkids are here today, and uh, what a thrill to have them come and just worship God too. And if I had all my grandkids here, it'd be 18 of them. <laughs> and so, you know, you put your heart out there, and God, God's heart is there. There's love in the heart of God, and we found that here at Missio. We love you guys, and uh, you can ask me anytime. I love my church, Missio, and you ask me why, I'll tell you why. There's a lot of reasons. It's not, not just this morning. And it's a place of grace where you can be a little bit kinked and serve God, and uh, it's okay. You know, uh, my story goes way back. 
if you want to go into my family history, it goes way back in the family tree, um, 250 years of preachers in my family. And uh, I have a son who was preaching last Sunday out west. And I have grandkids. Maybe they'll preach, maybe they won't. But they're, they're teaching about Jesus every day. And we're here to live Jesus in our small group. And uh, yesterday was a family day. Went and helped one of our small group people cut a tree down or a tree up with a chainsaw. That was great. I haven't done that in 10 years. So this is a renewing of my heart. And, uh, and Cindy said it's been our healing place. And this is... Uh, this is Missio. I don't want to cry. I might be a soft grandpa too. So, Lord has been good, and thank thank the Lord. Uh, Josh is being pray for him. He's God's leader, and uh, our hearts are to pray for him to see God use him and lead us as a as a church. It's been just great. So, yeah, he did the wood, by the way, <laughs> and uh, that was fun to watch him do that, putting his hands on things and seeing God. Uh, use him in a mighty way here. So what a blessing. Yep, thanks, James. Thanks, Arlen. I feel like, I feel like that might be the new t-shirt model on the back. You can be a little kinked to be here. <laughs> Maxwell's, would you share with us? Yeah, I'm also not an upfront person, yeah. so, but I got dragged up here. So our, our Missio story started um, when we were at another church, another startup. And it kind of fell apart with COVID. Um, so we spent some time looking at churches, looking and um, doing some online services. But we were always just searching for, for deep community. We haven't had that in our marriage in a long time. And um, Natalie had some friends that went to Missio. And so we decided, hey, let's check it out. Let's see what it's about. It's another church startup, which was a little scary, but we gave it a shot. Um, and not shortly from when we started going, we were invited to a Super Bowl party by the Lemoines, and it was like, it was a kind of a big step for us to get our whole family packed up. If you know our family, we've got, we had five kids at the time, and invade this family's home with our big crazy family and go to their Super Bowl party, and it was, it was a big step for us, but we ended up staying and just really falling in love with their family. and. Um, it felt like home. It felt like this is, this is where we're supposed to be. Yeah, so just to fill in a little bit more um, of the details, we, that was always our prayer from the time we got married. We got married really young, and shortly after um, we got married, we found out that I was pregnant, and shortly after that, we found out that our son was going to be born with a rare heart condition, and it was through our journey with that that God really called us to special needs adoption. So long story, really short. Josh said I have two minutes. So I'm like, I can't even list all my kids in two minutes, but we'll, we'll try. Um, so long story short, um, before our fifth anniversary, God had blessed us with five kids. Um, and so our life was just crazy. And as any special needs family or family... Um, who's experienced like life with trauma, it's just, it's a lot. And so we really isolated ourselves. Um, we were always a part of a church, but we were those fa that family that would come on Sundays and then leave right after. And we wanted deep community, but just didn't know like what that really looked like or how to find that. And so when um, we came to Missio, and I always joke that, like, this is what we needed. We needed people that would just, like, hunt us down, like, not give us the choice to live in deep community. And so it's been just so life-changing and transformative for our family to just, like, I look at um, Aislinn, our youngest. We had her um, after we joined Missio, and I just see how she's being raised in this community of family and love, and I just um, think, like, we just thank God for answered prayer. We thank God for people who are willing to be the church outside of Sunday morning and really invest in people, and so, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Ryan, Ryan and, and Stacy Anderson, Anderson, and then Andy. Andy. After that. So, so any of you watch the NFL draft? I didn't tell these guys what the order is. I feel like they're they're waiting on the edge of their chair, like the people in the NFL draft. 
You just, you just got, got drafted. drafted. Good. Are you going first? Sure. I, I just think that I'm going to echo Cindy. My heart has been healed here being at Mizio. We came to the hub about a year ago, and my heart was just devastated from some previous things that had happened, and I was not really wanting to come to a small church, um, but God, God led us here. And that first Sunday, we were invited to the Lemoyne's house for, for supper, and just, we spent, I think we were one of the last ones out that Sunday. It was just so healing for my heart to see what church looks like, and to to find family and to really be a family who loves one another. And we found that with um, our MC group too, just coming alongside of us and coming alongside of each other. And it doesn't matter what our backgrounds are, or what we're going through, we just love each other through it. And this has truly felt like home to us. I had written down some things I was gonna say and then Arlen wrecked it all with his little plank idea up there, but you know, I, I seriously thought that that plank was put crooked on purpose because <laughs> this church um, has an identity of welcoming and um, bringing people here who don't fit the church mold, per se. Uh, it extends grace. It is truly a family. And... Um, if we don't quite just fit perfectly in the box, that's okay. We all come to the cross broken as we are. And uh, that's why I thought that plank was like that, but uh, not starting a coup or anything like that. I feel that. like I need to put it back now. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be, but uh, no. Uh, and because of that grace that this church family shows, God has worked in my heart, I guess, just to soften it towards those who don't know the Lord, who need him. And um, Josh once said, and I'm going to botch this, but it goes something like, um, you can't bring people to know the Lord if you don't know people who need the Lord. So um, that's really been the desire of this church, and uh, that's kind of rubbed off on me. And uh, also joy. Um, the Lord has blessed us with such joy to be a part of this church. And... Um, a part of this church family, and I'm just grateful for that. Um, I've just grown up always going to church, but uh, never before have I just on a Tuesday thought, I can't wait till Sunday so I can go to church and be with our family. Um, we're not here every Sunday, but um, we really look forward to it, and we, we dread when we're gone, when we miss a Sunday. So we really, really do enjoy being here. So thank you. Thank you, guys. And then Renee, you're after. Well, I, I guess our story with Missio, um, we were here in the beginning, so the Zooms and just kind of the back, backyard get Hey, hold on. You've got to tell them before that. <laughs> so, yeah, Kara and I, we both grew up, um, you know, in church and in college. We attended Century and so we had a history there, moved away for a while, came back, and uh, started attending Sentry again. And they had this meeting that was like for the elders, this elder meeting. And I thought, for whatever reason, that was the Missio like, church plant meeting. So it was on the same night. and uh, some Different room, different room. Different room, maybe. Some miscommunication, but I'm like sitting in this room, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I belong here at this meeting. Like, I'm like talking about eldership, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not really there yet. And I think I asked Pastor Paul Nather, I said, is, is this for Missio? He goes, yeah, it's kind of all the same. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so that sounds good. Later I find out, you know, that it's a completely separate meeting, not about Missio. So um, we were a he little bit... He did find late. us eventually. Yeah, we, find we, we finally found you guys. Um, but... No, Missio's been such a great journey for us, um, talking about, you know, love Jesus, live sent. And Kara and I were just talking, you know, how do we, how do we raise our family and our kids to, to love Jesus, right? And it just was very evident that, you know, you can talk about it, you can, you know, do a lot of different things, but you, you have to live it, right? You have to walk 
with them. And so it's been, Missio's just been so great because it's given us the experience and the ability to do that as a family together, um, to live sent and kind of weave the different rhythms in our life and just be missional in every aspect of them, at work, you know, at school, um, just different things that, you know, basically God has given us all influence in different areas, right? And so how do we live that out as a family? And uh, Missio has been just great for us as a family to go ahead and do that. Um, Josh has been great. All of the, you know, the missional communities, and it's just, you know, trying to weave in all the different rhythms of your life naturally into just a, a missional focus and, and looking through that lens in every aspect of your life. So it's been really great for us. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. I, too, have only three minutes. Two minutes. Two you're to good, three, he good. said. Okay, so um, I, too, was at Century. The Lord... Um, during the COVID thing, um, began to work in my heart um, that I was to go to Missio. And when they were prayed and sent out that Sunday, man, the Lord just had a grip on my heart. And I said, no. I said, you know, I can't uproot my kids right now, Lord. Like, Joel's gone, and he's only been gone for a couple of years, and I just can't take them out of the ministry that they love. And I can't do it, Lord. And you know, God is so good, right? He's so great, and he's so gracious. He said, okay, but okay. So after um, COVID and everything, I, one Sunday morning, I got up, and I just didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to worship the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, what is wrong with me? And he said, I told you to go to Missio. You're being disobedient, and that is why your heart is miserable, and so that began a week of prayer, and that was last November, and I came, and I have to tell you, when Josh said, the question was, what has God done in your heart? I have to tell you, and my children can testify, he has changed me. I feel born again, again, because, you know, I've been sharing Jesus for 27 years. I've been telling people, God loves you. Jesus died for you. He was raised from the dead. He wants you to have eternal life. And, but I could never say he loves you and me. I could never say God loves me. And I just praise God for the communion Sunday. One Sunday, I sat at a table and the lardies were beside me. And we were the only ones at the table and none of us spoke during it or anything. But when we got up, we started talking and Kevin said something to me that was profound. He said, Renee, he said, I think Jesus is so sinful. Like, he's already done everything. And he sits up in his heaven, and he says, girl, you are making this way too hard. And, and I was, but it wasn't that I did it, like, I wasn't performing to be seen. I was, I was performing so he would love me. So he would love me. And God began through my daughter, Molly, to show me all the way back to my childhood how I had believed a lie. Because I so wanted that first love, the love of God. And I just sought it everywhere. And I thought I had received the love of God. Like, I accepted Jesus when I was nine. I had done baptism, everything. But there was such a wound in my heart. And I had prayed. Earlier in the year, Lord, just heal my heart. Like, I don't want to operate from the hurt anymore. And, and I will just say, I've, been to, I've done counseling for the abuse of my childhood and, and neglect and things that happened. But Josh was preaching one Sunday, and he said, people who are up and down don't believe God loves them. And it was like, I was sitting right there. It was like, boom, like a two by four. And I was like. That is not even true. I tell people that all the time. I believe you love me. And God said, so sweet. Do you, Renee? Do you believe that I love you? And I happened to be teaching Romans on Sunday afternoon with my little teenagers. Got to make sure they're ready for college and they have the foundation, right? Got to get, get it done. And we were in Romans 5. And I said, well, Lord, do I even love my children? Do I even have love in my heart for my kids? 
And he said, yes, he showed me in Romans 5, I have poured my love into you through the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have my love. But he said, I demonstrated my love to you, Renee, in that while you were that wreck back there, wounded, broken, wreck, I let my son die for you. And I said, Lord, I receive your love. Just fill me with your love. And let me just tell you, if my 31-year-old was here today, she would say, this woman is different. She loves unconditionally now. Like, they've all seen what God can do when you receive his love. To him be the glory. Like, I don't have to perform anymore. I don't even have to show up here, right? I want to because I finally under, I get it. I get it. And like Arlen said, there is so much in my heart that has to be unchanged because of church doctrine and things that I believe that I had to do to be accepted and belong. This is home. Like God brought me here and I should have came. Like, why didn't I do it sooner? It's like, oh, Renee, you're so dumb, right? So I just had to obey, and I'm so grateful I did. And let me just say, I'm so thankful for Josh because it is through him that I am learning grace. (laughs) That it's okay to not be okay. And let me tell you this. You're going to love this. He gave me a book. Like, if you need, if you have any question, ask him. He'll, He'll put the answer in your hand. He gave me the book, The Cure. It's changed me, too. Like, everything he's given me to read has changed me. But what if there is a place so safe? (laughs) that you would be loved, the worst of you, the worst of who you are, would be loved so great in the telling of it. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Man, my heart is full this morning in... Thank you guys for sharing, and we could go on and on, um, but we're going to wrap this up. We're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to thank God for all he's done, and we're going to have some awesome food and birthday cake. Anyone excited for birthday cake? All the kids. Sugar. So before we, before we pray, um, two things. I want to share a scripture before we pray, but I also want to just tell you that just to, to throw out kind of our framework for Missio. We have three things. We are simple on purpose. We are trying to not complicate life and discipleship and ministry. So we have the gathering. That's where you're at right now. This is a family reunion of everybody getting together on Sunday. We worship God. We we study the scriptures together. That's the gathering, right? Then we have missional communities, which are a lot like small groups, but um, hopefully living in such a way that we value the person who's not there, right? Small groups typically are for the people inside of them. Missional communities exist for those not yet there. Missional communities um, often have a family dinner night one night of the week, but the organized stuff should lead to the um, organics. And so, man, I could go on and talk a lot about this, but I just want to mention, we have missional communities. There are three of them going, and my wife and I are starting a, a fourth, we were going to start one, but we got a little tripped up. Uh, I know, bad joke. Sorry, dad joke. Um, with her ankle being broken. And so we're starting one. And if you're interested in that, let me know. We'd love to have you journey with us and learn what does it look like to live as family? What does it look like to live on mission together? And then the other thing we have is DNA groups. And those are three to four people of the same gender. Um, and we have these books, DNA Guide. And if you want to go deeper, if you want to study the word and, and really do some heart level change, talk to me about this. We've got a ton of DNA groups just kind of springing up. You don't have to be a trained leader. We have the books. You can just take them and go through it. And they have been so life-giving. And so that's really the nuts and bolts. That's not everything that Missio will be forever. But for this season, we want to be so streamlined and focused on our discipleship pathway that it's very simple, very easy for people to be involved. So if you're here today... And you say, man, I've been kind of on the fringes or I want to connect a little bit more. Talk to me after the service. I'd love to see what next step we could help you take. And so um, we all want to do this together and you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to wonder, how do we make disciples? 
We have the Great Commission, and we can do it together, and it is possible. So I want to end with this scripture, and I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to, I guess we'll do a song and eat, so that'll, but Psalm 89, I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. For who in all of heaven can compare with the Lord? What mightiest angel is anything like the Lord? The highest angelic powers stand in awe of God. He is far more awesome than all who surround his throne. O Lord God of heaven's armies, where is there anyone as mighty as you, O Lord? You are entirely faithful. And the theme of that psalm is God's faithfulness. There's no one like him. He has done this, you guys. This is his church. He is building it. And we just get to have a front row seat and celebrate and thank him for it. So Michael, would you come up here and close us in prayer? Michael Kindle is going to pray us out before we sing. And then we're going to share a meal together. So we want to thank God for all that he's done. Would you close us? Sure. Um, I'm just going to read one of Paul's prayers because I feel it's somewhat fitting. Um, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, you church, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. You are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I think that's a prayer for you all, uh, uh, us as a church. So. Father, we just, we do confirm that in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. And we are grateful um, for this church, Lord. Amen. Would you stand as we sing? Thanks again for listening, Missio family. We'll see you again next week.